welcome to Book Chatter, a monthly book club podcast sponsored by the Longmont Public Library. I'm Josie, your host for this episode, and with me are Denise. Hi. And Devin. Hello. To discuss our latest pick, Did You Hear Mammy Died by Seamus O'Reilly. Here are some of the glowing words this book has received since being published in June 2022. Quote, cheery and heartbreaking, end quote, from Booklist Magazine. Quote, delightful and horrifying, end quote, <laughs> by actor Patton Oswald. Quote, deadly funny, end quote, by NPR. And quote, moving and mordantly hilarious, end quote, by author Patrick Radin Keefe. So, um, yeah, it's it's happy and it's sad. <laughs> That's the consensus. Um, so, and spoiler alert, uh, as is our custom, we'll be discussing this um, memoir in its entirety. So if you haven't finished reading or listening to O'Reilly's book, you might want to return to this episode once you've done so, unless you don't care about spoilers. <laughs> so just a little bit about Seamus. Um, and I have to admit, the first time... I saw this name, Seamus. Um, I was working at the Boulder Public Library, and a man came in and wanted to get a card, and he gave it to me. And I'm like, oh, okay, Seamus. Oh, <laughs> no. He's like, it's Seamus. I'm like, oh. I, I had never heard it, didn't know how to pronounce it. So mm-hmm. it is Seamus. Um, so O'Reilly is a columnist for The Observer and writes about media and politics for The Irish Times, The New Statesman, Guts, and Vice. He shot to a kind of prominence with a range of online endeavors, including Remembering Ireland, a parody of Irish nostalgia sites, which featured entirely invented moments from Irish history. In 2016, he posted a long Twitter thread about the effects Brexit would have on Northern Ireland, which led to his first political writing for the New Statesman. Later on that year, his exasperated reviews of the novels of erstwhile footballer and manager Steve Bruce, who I have no clue who is, led to his participation in events with Guardian Football Weekly and various others. His most recent viral sensation was a thread about the time he inadvertently found himself on ketamine while in a room serving drinks to his boss's boss's boss and the (laughs) president of Ireland, Mary McAleese. I should have figured out how to pronounce that. That's okay. We're going to butcher their names. McAleese, yeah. (laughs) Seamus lives in Hackney, which is near London, with his family. Did You Hear Mammy Died is his first book. So our next endeavor is to rate this little short memoir that we read. Um, So Denise, would you like to go first? Sure. Um, I actually did give this one five stars, and I'm I'm a huge fan of irony, juxtaposition. Mm -hmm. So that was a big part of it. Um, And the way he could... um, take some things that could be just so um, not dark but just sad and gloomy and temper it with just this is how our family handled it how the community handled it how it affected our lives or didn't Mm -hmm. uh, kept it light and it just seems like being a fly on the wall at their their house would have been pretty crazy um So I really liked that. I liked his way of writing. Uh, I did – I listened to the audio book, and I did slow it down just a touch so that I could – He did talk a little fast. He was a little fast. He was a touch monotone as well, but he's not an audiobook narrator. He's a writer. And so, um, yeah, how he could take something that's like, okay, here's this like kind of deep sentence or kind of somber and then the next sentence is like and then we did this crazy thing yeah. <laughs> like, oh. yeah. but we had no idea it was really that you know yeah. 
Um, so I thoroughly enjoy it. And it's not a long read. No, which not, is at all. Nice. not at all. Uh, Devin. So as you guys know, um, memoirs are my favorite genre. So um, I was really happy to read this. And I love everything Irish. Um, I listened to the audiobook like Denise. And the author narrated it. So you have his lovely Irish accent to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably give it a 4.5. And that's only because I didn't really learn anything. Um, it was just enjoyable to listen to. Um, and it was. It was sad. It was sweet. And I won't go into the premise yet because we'll probably talk about that in the questions. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. I actually listened to it twice. Um, and this was a title that I suggested to the group. So I'm glad that we picked it. And listened Why'd you to listen it. to it twice? Well, I listened to it when it first came out. Oh. And then when we decided to use it for our podcast, I wanted to kind of jog my Review memory. Yeah. yeah. And and. I picked up on a few new things, Um, but it did cause me to stop and kind of look things up. Like I looked up the town where his mother was from. I tried to look up um, at one in one chapter. They have a they have a TV crew come out to their house. I tried to look up that episode. I tried to find that. I couldn't find it. Um, But uh, yeah, I I I really enjoyed this book a whole lot. Yeah, good. Um, So I'm with Denise. Uh, I give it a five stars. Wow, it was very touching. Uh, So I, I started listening to it. And then I had to finish reading the book because uh, time was running out. <laughs> and I guess I read faster than I listen. Oh. I, uh, I just thought it was, was a beautiful sort of love letter to his family, um, to his father. I thought it brought up a lot about memories, the memories we have of those who've passed, um, the memories we don't have of those who've passed, um, and how important community is to to a family mm-hmm. and uh yeah it was really well done um i don't see how anyone could not like it i mean you'd have to be some sort of <laughs> grinch <laughs> yeah to not like it all right so let's get to the questions uh so most of our questions we got from johnson johnston county library in iowa um so thank you johnston county librarians for these questions um i added a couple too and took some out <laughs> So it is our our questions yeah. now. Should we should we kind of tell people what the story is about, like a short summary oh, or no? Sure, yeah. Um, so uh, let's see if I can read the blurby. There you go. Seamus O'Reilly's mother died when he was five, leaving him his ten brothers and sisters ten. and a beloved father. Ten. You heard that right. <laughs> ten. ten. In their sprawling bungalow in rural Derry. It was the 1990s, the Troubles were a background rumble, but Seamus was more preoccupied with dinosaurs, Star Wars, and the actual location of heaven than the political climate. An instant bestseller in Ireland, Did You Hear Mammy Died, is about is a book about a family of loud, argumentative, musical, sarcastic, grief-stricken siblings shepherded into adulthood by a man whose foibles and reticence were matched only by his love for his children and his determination that they would flourish. And the title comes from... At his mother's wake, he would fling the door open, saying, did you hear me? Mammy died. And the shocked visitors, I mean, that just, yeah. it and really he, represents the story. Like, it's so sad, mm-hmm. but it's so funny, too, right. at the same time. Like he keeps going around the room asking everybody. <laughs> Bouncing and on the bed. Yeah, and he's smiling. Yeah. yeah. And just, I can picture it. He, he, he just describes these things so well. Yeah. I could picture this little redheaded boy bouncing around and saying this. I got bad just, news. Mammy's yeah. dead. She's in the, you know, yeah, right. she's in the dining room. She yes. wants to go say hi. As, you know, as the Irish tradition is, is mm-hmm. to have a wake. And mm-hmm. I guess that's what it's called. And you yeah. observe the body and it's, yeah. woo. 
Yeah. If any of you have ever watched the show Dairy's Girls, which I highly Dairy recommend, Girl. Dairy Girls is fantastic. It's on Netflix. It's it is based in Dairy, good. Ireland. It's really good. Family friendly. There's a few questionable times, but yeah, they have a wake and the scenes from there crack me up every time. It is hilarious. Mm-hmm. It takes a while to get, for me anyway, it took me a while to get the accent. Love it. Mm-hmm. I had to watch it a couple episodes and I was like, okay, now I understand you guys. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Okay. Memory and its unreliability is discussed in O'Reilly's book. Uh, you know, he's he's five and he goes through in one chapter eight, I think, mm-hmm. eight memories he has mm-hmm. of his mother. And, you know, you don't know if you've embellished these memories if you grow, as you've grown. Uh, so how do you remember those who have died and have your memories dimmed or changed since that happened? Um, you know, De- Denise and I have both lost a parent. Um right. You know, my dad's been gone six years uh, as of yesterday. Um, and I have one one easily accessible voice recording of him. I have more at my mom's house, but mm-hmm. I will play that every once in a while. Yeah. You know, it's very, hey, I, you know, I saw you called, call me back. Kind of, you know, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, yeah, his voice. Um, you know, and then, of course, we have video home, home movies and things like that. Mm-hmm. that usually he was behind the camera. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while we've got – I remember one from – Right after he died, my mom and I watching it together over and over again of him hitting golf balls, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just awesome to see. It's like you forget how they move and their mm. mannerisms. And so I recommend, you know, taking as many as many videos and photos and, and things as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And of course they've diminished. I don't really remember, you know, if, if I didn't have those recordings, I would never be able to recall my dad's voice or anything. Yeah. You know, I mean, do you agree? Yeah. There's certain... Um certain phrases that I can still hear in my head mm-hmm. um, and certain things that I definitely remember. Um, although they're almost less of like um, going here and doing this as seeing in my mind him sitting on the couch reading the paper yeah. at our first mm-hmm. house, at our second house, at our third house, like that couch in front of that window or on that wall. Certain, yeah, like mm-hmm. – Memories of like when I was in trouble, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the distinct memory of the car ride home after mm-hmm. the meeting at the principal's office. Oh, Denise, what did you do? How old were you when he passed away? Uh, it was, it will be 13 years next month. So I was, I don't remember how old I was, but I was an adult with, yeah. with children of okay. my own. So yeah. yeah, it, it, uh, I think you kind of brain almost kind of condenses it down to not so much like what day it was or the details but just kind of smells or sounds or certain things like Mm -hmm. that him going to get his cappuccino or knowing everybody at the donut shop that worked there and Mm -hmm. them knowing him Mm -hmm. do you Um, have dreams like i've had one dream about my father in six years that's it i feel ripped off a little bit sometimes but they're weird it's not like i dream about something that actually happened it's like my brain mishmashes like six or seven things it's trying to figure out Mm. um but I don't remember things, and then someone will say it, will bring up something, and I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I had totally forgotten. Um, so it's hard to mourn someone in in isolation. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because then you're like, oh, that's right. I remember that, and that was cool. And he, you know, he he gets those letters from, yeah. from his mom's best friend. Pamela. Yeah. yeah. Patricia, yeah. I think. Patricia? Okay. Patricia. Yeah, and that and helps him a lot. Yeah. Definitely. And, and like, you know, like, the family piece of it or the, mm-hmm. yeah, my dad didn't, wasn't super social. So it's not like there were a bunch of friends. Yeah. Um, 
Right. I just want to tell listeners, you know, get in front of the camera. You know, who cares what you look like? Mm. Let your kids and your loved ones have pictures of you. You know, I, yeah. I cherish those. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Having those kind of, of things to fall back on mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, and then like for me, my kids were really little. Um, one of them has some memories Yeah, because um, she was, she was about five, not quite. No, no, no. I'm so sorry. She was more like seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so That's she still has pretty a, young. Yeah, yeah, she has a few. Um, and then the little one, no, you know, yeah. she was she was not quite three, and yeah. so she's not going to have. She's not going to remember anything. Um, so it's just kind of what we tell her. So then it's like, oh no, I have to tell her accurately. Uh-huh. But I kind of don't. But I kind of do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and maybe we do embellish. You know, kind of put aside. They're not so fun. And oh, just sure. tell her the fun things. Tell her the cool things. Um, because Is that I called get... hagiography or something? Yeah. Hagiography? I don't I know how think to so. say I that know. word. I've never but... even heard of that. Yeah. But I get to. Are you? Because I decided. Yeah, yeah you decided. Yeah. I, I know that when my, my boys were little, and this is kind of morose, I guess, but, you know, when they were babies or under five, I was like, you know, if I die, they'll never know who I was. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean. And it was just, that was a, I don't know, it was a huge sort of gut punch. Yeah. It's okay to think ahead, I think. I think that's important. Yeah. I don't know why I, I thought of that, but just that they'll never know, you know, D- despite what I've, everything I've done mm-hmm. by giving birth to them and carrying mm-hmm. them, right? Mm-hmm. I, they'll never, they wouldn't know me. You just got to get them until they're about eight or nine, <laughs> ten years old, you yeah. know, and that's, then you're good. Then you're good that's to go. That's exactly what clear. I used to think. I was like, I need to keep them alive till they're at least 18. But then also, <laughs> I, you know, you, you're like, oh, should I go here? Should I? Sometimes I did. I would decide like to not go somewhere or not take that risk. Oh, yeah. Like so this morning that, driving to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that... Uh, yeah, we You'd would be all around. be yeah. long enough. Yeah, exactly. What about you, Josie? You haven't lost a parent, but you've lost a friend that was close. Yeah. Close with. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have any. Uh, she comes up on Facebook, oh, you know, sometimes. That's, like, is, what's that like? Comments that she made. And then some memories. You know, you'll see a picture of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember her voice necessarily. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mm. It's rough. It is. It is rough. Yeah. Um, just one quick thing. Yeah. I do um, – when we had my dad's memorial, and I just connected this actually, um, the idea that – you know, Seamus talked about many going, did you hear mommy died? Mm-hmm. Um, at my dad's memorial, you know, I was – my kids were the only real kids that were going to be there. Mm. Um, and so we had them there, and it was like – I am not putting these children in like a black dress, yeah. you know. So one of them is in this white dress with like neon freaking like two-inch polka dots. Wow. Two-inch polka dots, like big with like pink and bright green and bright yellow. And the other one has kind of a – there's sort of a purple and turquoise kind of swirled, almost kind of 60s pattern mm-hmm. um, dress. And so they were they were like party dresses. And That's I was okay. – yeah, I was like – you should wear this. And, and mm-hmm. then, you know, and of course, when you have a twirly dress, you have to twirl. Oh. twirl. So they weren't necessarily running around being like happy about something happening, but it was a way to also lighten it for other people um, and something to sort of focus on other than like this really sad. Because you can yeah. only, you can't be in that state of mind and that just that deep sorrow and that focus for very long yeah. just crush you. So kind of. I guess maybe that was our way of sort of just moments of levity. Yeah. 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 There's this video that I've seen a few times online um, and it's 
happens to be an Irish funeral. And the guy's in the coffin, in the ground, everybody's standing around. And all of a sudden this recording starts. And it's like, knock, knock, knock. Hey, I'm in here. Let me out. And he had pre-recorded this. No way. Yes. And starts playing it. And you could see everybody's face just kind of like fall. Not fall in a bad way, but like they're holding all their emotions in. And they're just, they start laughing. And they're like talking. with. And you, just, you can see just the whole mood of the thing change. Wow. And it is hilarious. Wow. <laughs> this is like old Irish man, you can tell. And it's just... What a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Devin, tell me your favorite or if you want your least favorite part of this story. Um, I didn't really have a least favorite, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite parts were when he would kind of poke fun of his dad. I mean, mm-hmm. his dad is like the main character pretty much in the story, even though it's kind of about his mom dying. Um, what a wonderful man. I mean <laughs> – Raising 11 children on your own. I think the youngest was three and the oldest was 17 or something or 19. Yeah. And I think um, I was listen, I was watching an interview. Um, he was being interviewed in person, the author. And um, he said at one point in time, his dad had four or five teenage daughters. <laughs> and and he like, just let stuff roll off his back. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, my favorite was was the dad and the funny stories he told about the dad and what a cool guy he was. Yeah. Um, still is. Still. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think he's passed. Oh, do Oh, really? I don't know. It didn't really say, but remember he had diabetes and he got his leg mm-hmm. cut off. And then yeah. he said at, his, at my dad's funeral or did I just make that up? <laughs> I don't want to recall that. I don't remember. Maybe. Okay. Well, anyways, I hope he's still alive. Um, but yeah, my favorite was the dad stuff and, uh-huh. the, and his, his, um, the dad's perception of the dogs they had and how the dogs were so smart <laughs> yeah. and they could have conversations with the dogs. I loved it. Yeah. I was laughing out loud, like literally. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Um, I didn't, I, I guess because so much was good. Again, I didn't have anything I really hated, but I guess if I had to pick one thing, it was um, bringing in the parts about the IRA and about that, you know, they go along and they're living this country life and it's very, it seems like idyllic. Yeah. And then they get on the bus to go somewhere mm-hmm. yeah. or they would, you know, hear about it on the news or, so it wasn't that I hated that, hated that he put them in. It was just to also have that be part of your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's just. So foreign to us. Yeah. It's kind of routine. And I guess we think of like war-torn countries being mm-hmm. um, not America, not Europe. It definitely was for a long time, and he wasn't necessarily scared by it, but um, but that it just kind of a reality. And I, I did like how his mom just kind of everything's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he had wonderful parents. Yeah, yeah, he did. Really amazing. And I think that you bring that up, Denise. Maybe the reason, some of the reason he brings it up is because that's that's what makes the Northern Irish or the dairy person's character that's mm-hmm. yes and that's how you know they they don't take things necessarily too seriously Mm-mm. right because they just can't generational right? trauma yeah because yeah, it's so up in the air and terrifying yeah. and so yeah they they have a, a mordant humor as they say right yes. moving and mordantly hilarious. yeah like the quote where he says uh, after my dad leg was amputated he didn't laugh again until the pope died right. <laughs> and they're catholic He's i know like, Wait, what? Yeah, so like, yeah. I stopped it and rewound it and was like, did he just yeah. say – he did. Okay, mm-hmm. now I have to keep listening, you know, because yeah, right. i got to know what's going on. Right. Share a quote from the book. So I want to read one quote, and this made me really tear up. I mean, oh. there was a couple times I teared up, but this one was just 
it broke my heart. <laughs> so this is, um, I think it's at the wake or something, you know, and he's, and I loved how he, he called them the wee ones and the middle ones <laughs> and then the old ones, right? Mm-hmm. And he's a wee one. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a dream he has of her. It starts kind of in a strange place, but he's, he's seeing this sheet and she's behind it or something. Um, the sheet is fluttering and the noise continues and my feet are moving so slowly, too slowly. I'm just trying to get to her, trying to make it to the point where she can pick me up, where I can sit on her lap and feel her close and know again how it is to be held by someone whose heart isn't breaking. Yeah, sweet <laughs> kiddos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Because I listened to it, I was trying to go back and find like the exact words and yeah. I didn't quite get that far. But there was lots of things. I mean, I guess it just there were so many things that I got from it and that, you know, kind of struck me. Oddly, one of them was the story about when they all had to go to their own, the church program, the Christmas. They all, it was like they were all over the place and he would Mm -hmm. like drop them all off and then he'd pick them all up and then he like forgot forgot them. (laughs) Yeah, he forgot the one and he goes back and there's actually two. (laughs) It's like, oh, right. Sort of didn't realize you were missing. Thankfully, you're with your sister. (laughs) Um, That one, just because I think you have those moments where you're like, that could have been me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. A, a, yeah. I guess the idea that no matter, you know, he, the dad never just sort of like crawled in a hole and stopped being a dad. Yeah. He just kept right on, you know, yeah. very practical, but kept right on. And if you were bored, he would find something for you to do. Oh, and yeah. they were all like dreaded being mm. bored because of the things he'd want him, you know, just yard work and, right. and things. But he found a way to keep them um, doing things they loved. Mm-hmm. Busy in school, it wasn't like they all had to. Well, now you all have to do the same thing because if you're all doing the same thing at the same time, me. Yeah. yes, it was yeah. never about his convenience. Yeah, and that really struck me. He seemed very successful yeah. in that, mm-hmm. and that you got a real sense of of not that it was perfect all the time, but there was an overall harmony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at home and a, 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 they could be individual. Did you have a favorite quote? What did you think of the way the author told the story? And, you know, was the balance of humor and sensitivity well done, do you think? It was fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have asked for a better a better way of telling it. Um, you know, I was laughing aloud quite often, you know, and then he would go into something else and the emotion would just, oh, how sad. And mm-hmm. um, I loved it. I Yeah, it, he, he did a really good job. I mean, you can tell he's a good writer. Yeah, you have to. I mean, I think, like you said, the, the northern... Irish people have dealt with so much violence that they have to use humor mm-hmm. and they are, they are funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are, they do have a great sense of humor, but it's just part of their culture. Mm-hmm. I did too. He, um, and it wasn't like, sometimes he kind of chronologically jumped around a little bit too, True, yeah. which was, which for me was fine because it's just, mm-hmm. it's memories and him just talking. Our brains don't always work like that with memories and with just thinking about life. It's our, um, kind of stream of consciousness isn't always go along a timeline. I liked, I loved his quips. Like he would just have these, there was one about Usain Bolt. It was like, (laughs) yeah, in much the same way that taken together, Usain Bolt and I have eight Olympic medals. (laughs) (laughs) Because I would keep pausing it and going, wait, what? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But together they do. Yeah. Yeah, zero. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then like he's talking to his dad and his dad he was the whole thing about, oh, you're writing a book. Mm-hmm. He's like, did you tell everyone I'm writing a book? He's like, 
oh yeah, I told everybody <laughs> you're writing a book. And then he's like, I just want just put in stories about dogs and priests. Yeah. yeah. And literally the next chapter is dogs. an entire chapter about dogs and priests. And I was just the way like, he impersonates oh. his dad is so funny. Yes. His, his voice drops and he's got this like I don't I don't even know how to do it, but yeah. it cracked me up every time he was like doing the voice of his oh, dad. It I was I think I got to that oh, point. Oh, it was yeah. great. <laughs> it was yeah. Yeah, I just... I almost um, want to hang out with the dad more than I want to hang out with any other character in the book, you know? Yeah. But I feel like if you did, you'd really have to pay attention to what he was saying. Mm -hmm. Number one, because of the accent, but just those little quips. It's like you'll miss them unless you're really listening. Yes. Um, I love that. And there was one about... um, He went back to that... Later on, he went back to the wake, the memories of the wake, and he talked about um, people just sort of passing around the little children... Like they were emotional support something. You know, it's like you think of like a squeeze toy. It's like we're yeah. just going to pass I think around it was like a stress toy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was, an emotional support stress toy or something. And you're like, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Just grab, grab yeah. a little toddler and just. I just need to squeeze you. Yeah. And the kids are like, okay, whatever. Where's the food? <laughs> I think something I might have, I mean, this is, this is weird in a memoir. I don't know. But, I mean, I'd like to have a map sort of. Just so I could visualize. Oh. Um, and then maybe this is very uh, American centric of me or whatever, but like, how do you pronounce these names? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because um, I, you know, I was looking through uh, uh, and listening, trying to figure out how to pronounce these names. And that one, uh, the C A O I M H E, I was like, Kaome? What? <laughs> Um, and it's Quiva, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is something I've never have imagined that uh-uh. Quiva. I mean, like you know, I couldn't pronounce Seamus. I had no idea that was a Shea. Yeah. Right. Um, so maybe like a pronunciation, like little helper there. Oh, that would be a good idea. Might have been good. I mean, if you were listening to it, you you know, he yeah. used the words. Yeah, know. I recommend listening to it. Yeah, because I, yeah, really I kind of did the opposite. I was listening, and then went back because I bookmarked. You know, you just click the little bookmark in Libby. Um, to where I wanted to go back and focus on. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I went back and looked at it. I'm like, what? what? Is this the right page? Yeah, uh-huh. because the pronunciation, what I'd been hearing, was not the same as what I – so kind of the opposite experience from oh, you. Oh, okay. And am I in the right spot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would have been – and I have to – like I had to remember, well, he didn't publish it in America. Yes. in Ireland. Of course. So bring – These are like a, John, Sam, you know, yeah. Betty, Sue to yeah, us. right. Right. These are just yeah. common common names. Yeah, it was. So, did you learn anything about Irish culture or history from this book? I didn't really because I love Irish stuff, so I read a lot about it um, anyway. Um, and I already knew this, but I, I, if I had to answer it, I would just say the way that they adapted to violence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, with humor and just kind of stoic acceptance. They were the Protestants and the Catholics were just. <laughs> horrible to each other it's like you guys are kind of just a different flavor of ice cream i mean mm-hmm. and don't hate me if you're catholic or protestant and that's not the way it is but for someone who is not either of those things it seems like a very similar religion and you know, guys are fighting over nothing but, but i think it, i think it was also republicanism and then some they were british the northern irish yeah. were british mm-hmm. yeah right? yeah or yeah. Yeah. yeah and the others were they wanted their own ireland so i yes. think it Sure, there's it's way more complicated beyond than that. just right religious. Yeah. Dis, right, you know, I I don't know if it had much to do with religion at all, but that was an easy way to delineate it. Yeah, yeah. And it was interesting too when he um, he talked about kind of being their little community, or even just where they lived, kind of outside of it. The more rural you got, 
um, kind of the more insular where you mm-hmm. were because yeah. when he would talk about, like he would, I guess, be reminded of it or have incidents if he heard it on the radio, saw it on TV, if they drove somewhere in the bus somewhere, it's kind of like everywhere else. And also the Catholics and Protestants in his area were far more accepting and far more, and maybe because they were all Northern Irish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of interesting. At one part he talks about like all these exciting things are happening everywhere else, but it's like, yeah, but they're bombings. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be wild to me to just, there's a bomb at the end of the road. Okay, we got to go this other way now. Checkpoints. I'm going to lose my mind. Checkpoints, yeah. yeah. Could you relate to this family's experiences? In a lot of ways, I couldn't because I have one sibling. Right. <laughs> Grew up in a city. Um, yeah. So, I mean, still had still had a loving childhood. You know, it was – I don't really have any serious complaints. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't have a lot of names to remember. He talked about a lot of characters to try to remember when you're writing a book like this. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't have that, um, and I didn't really – I didn't experience loss as a child. Yeah, I was too young when my grandfather died, mm-hmm. and then I was an adult for most everything else, so grief as a child wasn't really a thing for me. I guess I could relate to just some of the kind of weirdness, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. like just how they interacted with each other, um, how they – I don't know, just the clever – like I say, clever quips and things mm-hmm. like that. That was something I shared with my dad. He would pronounce things purposely oh, yes. wrong, yeah. um, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I could a little bit more, I think, than Denise. You're a little bigger family. Yeah, yeah. I was the oldest of four, um, so I can relate to never having any privacy. You know, I was one of four girls, so there was always drama, <laughs> something going on. Um my dad it was a, a lot like um, Seamus's dad. You know, he, my dad was an architect, and he was always like, oh, okay. "Let me let me pull you over here. Let me explain this." You know, you couldn't ask him a question without pulling out an encyclopedia <laughs> and trying to explain. And he was like, "Oh my god, dad!" But my dad was also very calm. I don't ever remember him yelling. He was not the disciplinarian in my family at all. Um, you know, he took us and coached all our you know soccer teams and softball teams, and you know, he liked having fun with us. He would read to us. Um, but yeah, the lack of privacy and the siblings, huh. yeah. And then like Denise, I didn't ha- experience any, any grief as a child. I think my, my grandmother died and I was well into my twenties mm-hmm. was the first part. I did have a friend that died, but it was like a friend of a friend, yeah. but that's mm-hmm. it. You know, I yeah. was like 17 or something when that happened. So yeah. 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 I guess in a weird way I would kind of relate because it made me think of this when we were talking earlier in that when my dad was in hospice, I had my two girls. I mean, we were all there. My brother was there, my husband and I, and the two girls, my mom. And so having a not quite three-year-old and a not quite seven-year-old, I remember it being super hard to to bring my daughter outside, my older daughter into a courtyard and um, having to explain this to her. Mm, like, yeah. This is an inevitability. This is going to happen. Um, and she's not going to get it. She's not. I mean, we were just telling she's her. She's right on know. the cusp at that age. Yeah. I was like, you know, granddad's, he's just kind of sleeping right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not coming home with us. And we're going to just wait here. Mm-hmm. And and it wasn't even like it had happened. It was like, this is going to. Because I knew we were all going to be weird after this. Mm-hmm. You know, so I better tell her now. Mm-hmm. And she had a lot of questions, but it was kind of like, okay. 
And then I wasn't ready for the questions. (laughs) So um, kind of a flipped, I wasn't the kid, but I had a young child. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then the little one's just kind of oblivious and running around and she, you know, like we're all sitting in that room and she's like, I gotta go potty. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what about you? Um, you know, I, I had one sibling too that, I mean, I, I'm, I guess I, I'm a little jealous of the, the large family. Oh, gosh, I don't think really? I, <laughs> I know that's... I'm jealous of you guys. I know, I know. No, I love you sisters, but... Ooh. Yeah, 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 I know. You're up <laughs> in my um, business often. <laughs> it got pretty, sometimes pretty lonely. You know, my sister was quite a bit older than I was. Um, so I played by myself an awful lot. But um, I think something I can sort of identify, not with the family, but with the sixth, fifth grade, um, a good friend of mine... Uh, we left for winter break, and um, her birthday was like January 2nd or something, and we were going to have a party, her birthday party. She went to the hospital, so they're like, well, you know, she's, she's gone to the hospital. She has pneumonia, um, so well, we're going to reschedule this birthday party. Mm-hmm. And then she did. She ended up dying. Oh, wow. Josie, I'm and so sorry. I, didn't I think she had a heart attack. Um, I'm not quite sure. It's sixth grade? Wow. Yeah, fifth or sixth grade. I think fifth grade. Um, so that was intense and, uh, it was a small community where I lived and I can sort of relate with the silly things that people say when Mm -hmm. you lose, you know, when a child is, is dead and, and it was so, what, (laughs) you know, she went into the hospital and she's gone. Um, and you know how they would tell him, you know, your mom's a flower and in God's garden and he's like, "Mm, (laughs) what, you know, Uh, I remember hearing, you know, heaven needs another angel, blah, you know. Um, Allie died to bring all these other people to God. And I think that's that's really difficult to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was much you know older than he was at five. But I think we need to really do a lot better job mm-hmm. <laughs> of figuring out what to say yeah. and when to just not say anything. Yes. Um, but I, I understand it's very hard to say something and, and you, you just want to push it away because it's so horrific. Right. When someone young dies or uh, a mother of 11 kids dies, it's so I can kind of understand that. And and I've tried to, in my life, deal with that with with other people who've lost something to not say platitudes or easy things or they are, you know, so I guess that's the one thing I can identify with. But yeah, the one thing I always hated was I understand. Yeah. It's a little cringy, like, unless you had the exact same circumstances. So I've kind of gone to, I don't really understand. Right. But I'm here if you need to talk and then, or, or listen or do nothing. Um, And I think too, in our culture, we tend to have like some sort of kind of ambiguous, but unwritten, like, here's the amount of time you have for this. Oh, sure. And after that, then, like, what is wrong with you? Or why do you keep bringing this up? Right. Um, or aren't you over that? Right. Uh, I remember one time my daughter was in school and she was still sad about it. And No, it was her dog when our dog died. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, a couple years later she was talking to – she said something. And kids were like, God, it was like two years ago. My daughter would mark the, um, the 29th of every month. Every month. She's like, it's been one month. It's been two months. It's Mm -hmm. been 28 months. And I'm like, you got to give people time. Mm -hmm. And even if it's like they were little and they don't remember, but something comes up, Mm -hmm. they want to talk or whatever. It's like, leave people alone. Hold 
their hand if they need. Right. Um, let them laugh. Let them be ridiculous. Let them do what they need to do. Share whatever it is. Don't label it as, God, that seems really crass. Right. Well, they feel like laughing about something. Right. Something that I thought, you know, in the darkest kind of terrible parts of my brain, like this mother had cancer come back multiple times, right? Uh-huh. How do you continue to have children? <laughs> like, is that fair to your children and to your husband? I mean, I get why, because they're religious and that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And she was a wonderful mother. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, wildly intelligent and ambitious and, you know, hardworking. But, I mean, her, her body, I mean, she, I mean, she didn't do it to herself, obviously. But, wow, man, why or what? <laughs> yeah. The only, because I thought about that too, and I'm the only, the only explanation I could kind of dig up in my brain was maybe just, her optimism, her faith. She's. I'll I get really, through it. I really know? think I can beat this. Yeah. That it will be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe also her faith in her husband to be mm-hmm. able to take care of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is interesting because she had. Was it two after her diagnosis? At least. I mean, she had it when she was pregnant with the the youngest one too. That was when it came back. Yeah, and it's. I just don't. I personally don't understand the thought process behind mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Well, her, I mean, relatives were like, what the hell is going on? Right. <laughs> yeah, After, every time yeah. she called somebody, they were like, oh, you got yeah. Okay. And the mom was like, hey, yeah. right. no sex for you. Right. <laughs> so you weren't the only person that was like, what? Yeah, but what a wonderful relationship they had, yeah. you know, just. Yeah, everyone else. couldn't ask for better parents. Right. Every mm-hmm. kid was loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just, and not lightly. And it's shown. Really it's shown through the book. It really loved. did. I mean, even when he was like making fun of his dad and yeah. telling stories. It... Um, so if you could ask the author one question. My one question to the author would be the question that I have myself is like, well, how do you feel about your mother continuing to get pregnant, you know, uh-huh. and and leaving all these children behind? Yeah. I mean, he probably would be like, she, you know, just like you said, it's her faith, her optimism mm-hmm. probably is what he would say. Mm-hmm. But I would be, I would be angry. Yeah. Maybe I'm just selfish and just a different person, but I would be mad at my mom. I mean, I already am irritated that I have three siblings. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, but. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'd probably just want him to keep talking. Yeah. Because yeah. of what, just yeah. like I say, I, I love the way he phrases things and he'll put that you know, little quote or that little bit of like those little pictures. Yeah. Like uh-huh. Usain Bolt like, can we just stuff. hang out? And just the, <laughs> and the accent question. too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, on the other hand, my, my brother and I, since it was just the two of us, um, we used to like, when we were old enough, like mom, can we have a, you know, and a younger brother. And she'd say, two of you are about to give me a heart attack. Why would I? <laughs> and it's just cause we were always just bickering at each other, uh-huh. but we always wanted a little brother and we wanted to name him Joey because then we could blame everything on him. Oh, like Jeremy. <laughs> Yes, like Jeremy. In it Germany. really was. <laughs> yes. And they, they chopped him in half and they threw him out the window. Yes, that's how so he never came back yet. Uh, by the way, Jeremy's an imaginary yes. friend yes, of there, one yes. of the siblings. So there was no there was actual no murder. No murder. Um, but yeah, and also we wouldn't have to share because my brother was older, so there would have been enough age difference. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it was probably best that, that we did not have the younger sibling because for, for his or her own sake. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'd like to ask him, you know, what's what's your relationship with your siblings like now? Yeah. Um, how often, you know, how far apart are you? Um, do you how, long, how often do you get together? Or just, you know, how do you manage yeah. to stay in touch with yeah. this, uh, a family that large? Right. And, you know, do you have certain siblings 
What are your holidays like? Did you, oh my yeah, God. That you really, <laughs> Where do you sleep? Do you have to wear name tags? Right. <laughs> Keep in touch with or but the I don't know. you can imagine yeah. all the cousins. How fun that would be oh, as yeah. a little cousin. I mean, I never had reunions. We never, we never our family's uh, not big enough for family yeah, reunions. We did. Either. We did. I think I had 17 cousins because my mom is from a large family. I have like three. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I have I, two. Yeah, I have like 17, 18. And so, that was fun. Yeah. That was fun. So I was always kind of jealous of that. Yes. <laughs> I'd be curious to know if all the siblings turned out, I don't want to say okay, but like, right. you know, really kind of go down a different path and like have depression or something because yeah, of or, it. Oh, you know, end up in jail or right. alcoholic or something. I mean, right. yeah, that's a good, be a good I, question. I would be curious about that. Of course, he wouldn't divulge that in the book, I wouldn't think, but no, right. But it did seem like it was, I mean, it was, was about sort of him <laughs> and his dad, but yeah, it was. It right. seemed like it didn't touch, I don't know. I don't I, know. Yeah, they were seemed really resilient, yeah, according to him. But yeah. again, that wasn't the point of the book. Yeah. So Just that would be a fantastic book, fantastic book. It really was. Be I loved it. Well, thank you so much, Devin and Denise, for a wonderful discussion of Seamus O'Reilly's Did You Hear Mammy Died? For next month, Denise, Barb, and myself will be discussing The Writer's Library, The Authors You Love on the Books That Changed Their Lives by Nancy Pearl. The Writer's Library is available in regular and large print formats from the Longmont Library, as well as e-book and e-audio formats from the Front Range Downloadable Library. So choose your favorite format, read or listen to the book, and join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. See our podcast notes for details on how to share your comments and questions with us. And thanks for listening to Book Chatter, the book club for busy people.